Hello everybody and welcome to another comedian's interview for my blog and podcast A Rich Comic Life. My name is Richard Gill and my blog describes my experiences of watching over 900 comedians now and counting over the last 46 years. I'm delighted to welcome my guest today, the wonderful comedian, Mr. Jonathan Bolton. Yay! <laughs> Hello, mate. Hello, how's it going? How are you? Very well, thank you, yes. Thank yes. you so much for doing this. Oh, I feel uh, honoured to be uh, invited on this. Yeah. Well, you're, Thank very, you. you're very, very kind. And it's an honour for me because I actually know you because I used to work with you. So to see your comic journey has been fantastic. It really has. Thank you. Well, we're going to start by um, going way back in your career. Uh, and it's it's going to be about 45 minutes to an hour long, the interview, all, of, all about you, my friend. And uh, I'm going to first ask you, how did you first become a comedian? Uh, well, I, I, first of all, I think I'd like to see myself as more of an aspiring comedian, um, but uh, still learning along the way, of course. But uh, yeah, I, I, it started, I mean, obviously, I was always a massive comedy fan, watching comedy all the time, just like yourself. Yeah. And, uh, it really started off with uh, my wife, actually. She, uh, well, girlfriend at the time, uh, she... Uh, Got me to do this comedy course, um, which I really enjoyed. Uh, got got on really well with the people in the course, and uh, did a show at the end of that. That I enjoyed that, uh, and then went on from there. Really, just did various gigs around London, and um, that was for almost two years. And then uh, I, I moved out over here, in the UAE, and I, I kind of thought that was the end of it. And then uh, it's been a, you know, a real fun uh, comedy scene over here. So. It's inspired uh, that you've taken it with you when when you moved out of uh, of, uh, of of the UK. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, I, I, like I said, I didn't expect to be doing comedy over here, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's a very different experience. Um, uh, lots of really nice venues, and uh, there's there's probably about forty people that are sort of do comedy across the whole country here. So obviously, compare that to. That's like that's like one night at the Cavendish Arms. <laughs> when I when I when you first said to me, uh, uh, "I'm going on a comedy course," I was mm. delighted for you because because you're a teacher. Many comedians uh, uh, were originally teachers, and I could see a perfect fit. And um, uh, I was there right at the start watching you. And um, I must have seen the first 20 or so gigs that, that you did. Can you describe what was going through your mind when you had to do that five minutes at the end of the comedy course, re really effectively your first gig? Describe what that was like. Yeah, it was, um, it was difficult really, yeah, to, uh, to get material that you thought was strong enough and um, and uh, obviously it's been the first time you don't really know whether it's going to work or not and obviously you test it on your friends and partners or whatever but uh, yeah it was really difficult yeah to uh, to get stuff that was obviously funny and also relatable and uh, something that, that would make sense in five minutes there that was really hard yeah definitely I could tell straight away you had a gift for it though because you as I say with, with, with you being a teacher you're, I suppose you're going out and teaching standing in front of a group of people 
whether mm. um, whether they be children or adults, and you have to deliver, you have to get your point across what you're trying to say to them, and it's the same with comedy. Yeah, yeah, and also elements of crowd control and keeping yeah. people engaged, and yeah, there's a lot of parallels, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, that yeah. makes it easier, definitely. So, um, your comedy career has been going how long now? about five, six years? Uh, like that. Yeah, I think the first gig was in September 2013, so... Uh, so it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and what has been your best and worst comedy gig to date? I can't, I can't imagine you having a bad gig. <laughs> um, the best, I mean, the best one, I'd say, um, I, I guess, because I, I, I run comedy nights as well, yeah. and... Uh, I'd say the best the best nights have been um it's hard to put it on one particular show but we've got this venue um in a hotel here and uh there was a period i would say from like 2017 to 2019 where we every thursday night we packed the place and wow. uh absolutely jam-packed and um loads of loads of different comedians loads of a real diverse lineup um and we were really lucky. There was a comedian who was based here, um, uh, Simeon Goodson. He's uh, like a veteran of like uh, Brooklyn, New York comedy scene. Yeah, yeah. He was here, and he he could get get, get gigs, get paid big money, and all around town. But we had a deal with him. We'd say, look, you come to our gig, we'll we'll, we'll give we'll, we'll give you as much booze as you want, get your room in the hotel, we'll um, yeah, we'll, we'll let you DJ. Cause it was like his hobby was DJ. You could be the DJ. And the comedian, so that was that was. We paid him as much as we could. We had him as the headliner for all of those shows, and uh, it just packed. People were coming from Dubai, and so that, that those were the best gigs. And uh, our, our, it, the funny thing was, it, it's a bar. Um, it's in the World Trade Center, and, and one night I remember I was hosting. It was absolutely packed. I was just talking to the audience, and the first person I spoke to is no word of a lie. First person I spoke to, hello sir, where are you from? I'm from Bahrain. Uh, what's your name, sir? Osama. That night just went on from there, really. And, wow. Uh, um, they, that, they, that, that comedian did well, and uh, they must so that, be there must be such a big demand for it there then, because if you're getting crowds every Thursday, yeah, because th Thursday Thursday night here is like Friday night because right. it's a Friday weekend so uh, hence why I'm at work now right, <laughs> right. Yeah, take my time yeah, off yeah. There, um, so <laughs> this is your infamous comedy club called Yalla Laughs which is based in Abu Dhabi yeah, yeah. and you yeah, yeah do you do you own this do you co-own this do you 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 say you compare it how did, describe mm. the process of putting on a comedy night over there. Yeah, basically, I, I always start when I first moved here. There was there was no comedy in Abu Dhabi. Um, I went to Dubai most two two maybe three times a week to do gigs there, and that's like an hour and a half north from here. Mm. So uh, what I was doing that, and there was an, there was an American guy Eric Thornquist who's another comedian who um, lives in Abu Dhabi, and we were both traveling to Dubai and we thought hang on a minute why, we, you know, why don't we start something in Abu Dhabi and that's where it, that's where it began the hardest thing was was getting it rolling because they didn't really understand the concept of what a stand-up comedy night was right we were rejected by so many different bars that we right. trying to sell it to them uh, eventually this one bar took us on but it was a bit of a dive I'll be honest with you it's a bit of a it's a hooker bar basically 
Um, the first few shows, uh, 75% of the audience were Ugandan prostitutes. <laughs> 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 that sounds like a great no. <laughs> so, um people would come and watch the comedy and oh it's a great I really enjoyed it but I'm not sure about the venue <laughs> so uh, we, were there, we were in that venue for the first year and then eventually some hotels got, got word of you know we were, we were packing the place and yeah, you know, people yeah, yeah. We, we've so, since then so, so did you get did you, did you get bigger premises to accommodate the the demand? Yeah, 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 definitely. We've we've um, we've at one point. I mean, obviously because of COVID, it's kind of it's not happening at all. Yeah. But uh, at one point, we had maybe five different venues, and wow. uh, we talked about hotels and wow, uh, wow, wow, yeah, the Jonathan Bolton Empire, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> Um, and what I also wanted to ask you was, what is it like doing comedy in the Middle East, and how different is it to the UK? Because I saw you for about a year yeah. uh, in the UK, and you were hilarious. Do they do they get uh, the UK sense of humour? They do. I mean, I think it's very different. I mean, it depends often what audience you get, because sometimes we've had shows where you've got to be careful. You're in the Middle East, so you've got to be careful in terms of politics. So obviously, yeah. you can't. Talk about things like Islam is definitely taboo. Talk about the local government here is is definitely taboo as well. So we've got to be careful what you say. And sometimes um, I remember there was one time uh, we, this very angry local guy was like, "You it was somebody did a joke about a camel and he got really offended by it and like camels are sacred animals. You can't make <laughs> and." Um, yeah, I mean, you, you've got to be careful. But at the same time, though, one thing I find very different from doing comedy in the UK is there's no political correctness over here. Right. I'm not going out and doing, like, full-on right-wing jokes, but you don't have to worry about that. Uh, yeah. yeah you, there's, there's, it's, it's very NPC here, so uh, that it's, it makes it a bit easier. To, to, to so sort you of, can, within reason, say what you like. Yeah, yeah. And you have to remember, a lot of our venues, most of the audience are... Uh, Indian Pakistani background or Arab background, uh, very few often, um, some of the bars we do comedy, in, probably 10% of the audience are British or, or American. So uh, you have to cater for your audience as well. So uh, do you have, um, you say you had professional comedians, there was, there was an American comedian mentioned before, do you have new comedy acts as well? Put people want to try and start out or does that not yeah. happen over there? No, it does. Does uh, I mean, there's a bigger comedy in Dubai. There is, um, there's, a, there's a couple of groups that do comedy courses. We, we've done a comedy course here, um, not, not recently, but uh, we have in the past. So we've had some people who started out doing comedy here. There was one guy who, about three years ago, four years ago, did a, started doing comedy with us, Yellow Laughs, and he's got a show on Amazon now. And, wow. Uh, oh, yeah. well, so that must be very satisfying for you running the thing to watch them fly it must be oh, yeah, yeah. great yeah, yeah. the Indian guy is doing really well apparently in Mumbai is, is, uh, so it's been, a, it's been a few and we're also lucky that we get sometimes we get comedians who are travelling to like uh, festivals in Australia and they'll fly Etihad and they'll stop if, if they've got a stop over, you know, we see on Twitter they've written something I'll, I'll message them and they'll, they'll, they'll come and drop by so we've had a few like um, we've had uh, I'm sure you would have heard of him, um, American Russian comedian. Uh, um, I can't remember his first name now. Smirnov. Uh, oh yeah. Um, Smirnov. Yes, 
I've heard of him. Yeah. Ron Reagan. He performed with us. We've had um, Ashley Ahmed, who's quite a big Egyptian American comedian. Uh, we had um, the guy that used to be on the Teletubbies with a big moustache, Dave. Uh, Dave Thompson is that his name? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. So, so, so if they're just passing by as well, yeah, do, you, do you them, yeah. do you have scouts running out trying to find if comedians are in the in 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 the place or? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just on chance on Twitter. I mean, there's there's another comedy group. Well, it's not really a group. There's a there's a there's a monthly comedy show, um, the Laughter Factory, which um, is a friend of ours, uh, Gail, who runs it, and she she brings over a, an average three comedy store uh, comics a month, and they're different from these are the real deal. These are obviously professional comedians. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, some of them uh, uh, either drop by or we've on the same night we've all gone out for drinks with them afterwards so uh, it's, always, uh, that, yeah, it's a good connection for us That's to have brilliant. as well brilliant um, do you prefer comparing to performing stand-up comedy and why um, I think because I've, I've done a lot of comparing over the last five years uh, I think as I've become a parent and I've had less time to write material yeah, yeah. I've, I've found yeah, it it's easier. Yeah, I think initially I find it really difficult. It's, uh, I find it very difficult comparing to start off with. I mean, to, it, it's a, really from experience you get better at it. So, um, was, um, it, was it just daunting to you, or or did you did you have a process to work out what was going to happen? Yeah, but both really. Yeah, it was daunting at first, but I think uh, once you get, I guess it's just practice and experience. The more crowd work you do. The more times you throw yourself in difficult situations, and you know you make mistakes, you learn from it. Uh, I think I think that's what I learned the most um, from from comparing. But at the same time, uh, probably overall, I've got like a, a ten minutes ten minutes set, which um, I've done a, a zillion times in Abu Dhabi. But if I get booked for a show in Dubai, I, I always enjoy it because I'm like, I've got these ten minutes. I know they're going to work. And uh, I did my first gig for, in six months on. On Thursday night in Dubai, and it was again bringing out. I mean, these are jokes I've done for a while, but uh, yeah, they, they work. I've, I've kind of edited them and made them relevant yeah, yeah, to the yeah. changed some of the punchlines. I've done. I've changed my malaria joke to, my, to a Pfizer joke. I was going to say. <laughs> mm. I must have heard the routine quite a few times. Um, when I, <laughs> we had we had James Gill on here, uh, the compare from Always Be Comedy. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know him. Yeah, well, I don't know him, but I know I was listening to a, a podcast, uh, Films to Be Buried. Yeah, 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 and, and, uh, yeah. And, yeah. and they did, they did it live from Always from uh, Always Be Comedy. That's Brett Goldstein's podcast. And um, uh, when uh, uh, I asked James about comparing, and I said, um, when I watch you before you start, uh, before the show starts, you psych yourself up. And you seem to go into mm. a different mentality because you're determined to get the audience on your side so the acts can come on and and be much yeah. better. Do you have a way of doing that or do you how do you warm up an audience? Uh, do you have any specific way? Do you play games with them? Do you chat to them uh, or do you just tell jokes to them? Yeah, no, no, no. I think a bit of bit of everything there really so yeah. i've got a couple of like, just quick jokes to, just to uh you know just get them a, you know hopefully get them to laugh a little bit uh and then um 
because of the nature of the audience, it's always so diverse. Yeah. You go in the room, I go by nationality. So we've got the Brits in the room. Uh, you know, who was colonized by the Brits? That'll be the next line. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've had the only locals in here tonight. Don't, don't deport me. You know, there's a, there's a <laughs> to go through. And then uh, usually it's always, it's always the same. You always get a big group of Indians, big yeah. group of Lebanese. Uh, the Lebanese is you know easy one. What do you, you know? Lebanese people always Cavalli Club closed tonight. It's just a nice all the Lebanese go to. There's, there's, there's a lot of, it's, it's a bit hack, but it works. Brilliant. No, it's good. It's good. It's it's good. It's it's good that you got these tools to to that, that you're yeah. always got in reserve. You know, so it's good. A lot of them, most people know English is not their first language, so no. often the, the simplest jokes are the best ones because everyone gets it. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, having been a comedian for a while now, what do you think makes a good comedian? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess um, obviously good uh, quality material, well-written material, which is developed. So um, you know, you see them, you see them maybe three times. You say, you know, say, as someone who runs a show, I've seen who come, and every time their set's a little bit different. Either they've They've maybe recorded their set. They've listened to it. They've tweaked it. Uh, they've looked at the audience in front of them. They've changed it. You know, so they've got that experience and skill to be able to adapt their material. Uh, having good presence on on stage yeah, as well yeah. to the audience. Um, I think, and also being professional as well. I think um, one of the one of the things which is probably different from doing comedy in the UK is most of the venues here give you free drinks. Yeah. So some comedians said that. You know, and of course, take advantage of that, and they get you know get wasted before they go on stage. But I think those of them that don't that, that don't do that, and maybe drink after after they've been on. Yes, of course. Yeah. If you're, if you're sober and you've got, especially if you've got a heckler and, and you you've had a few drinks, then that you know, the hecklers maybe got an advantage over you. So yeah, I guess being yeah. professional, being on time, um, uh, you know, having practice your set properly, those those sort of things as well. I completely agree about. Um, the uh, if the, if there is free drink or whatever, do not uh, get wasted before you go on stage. There is one exception to the rule, and th and that was Les Dawson. He, he 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 was so down on his luck that he'd had a few drinks, and it, there was a piano on stage, and he started playing it badly, and he and that was his first laughs, first ever laughs he got, and then he thought, oh, I've got something here, but the rule is obviously don't. Um, how do you cope with any nerves, if at all, before you go on stage? Do you get nervous? Yeah, no, I think that's a good thing. Though I think I think if you're if you're nervous for it, it means you're taking it seriously. Yeah, and yeah. You're, yeah. No, I think it's definitely good to be nervous. I like I, I did a like I said a gig I did on Thursday. I was nervous for it because I've been the first time for six months, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, because I was nervous, it made me prepare properly for it. And um, yeah, I think yeah, it's, yeah. if you're not nervous, then something's not right and you may be taking it for granted and you um those are the nights often don't go so well i think so i think it's definitely good to be nervous i uh, i went to headliners comedy club in chiswick last week it was the first live one i went back to and they had eight comedians on doing 10 minutes each and they were all there really nervous with notebooks just to get back into the swing of things because right. it had been such a long time and I totally agree with you. Yeah. I think if you're not nervous, there's something not quite right. Um, other than this blog, which I think is the most creative thing I've done. Um, mm. A few years back, I wrote a play 
uh, called The Applicant, which we did for Comic Relief, myself and my mate. And it was it, the play was about me coming down to London with a successful girlfriend and I couldn't get a job. So it was all about job interviews. And I ran out into the, head, the, the headlights of a stage and uh, I had to do this monologue, which I wrote just to get everybody introduced to the characters and everything. And I forgot it. <laughs> and it just went, it went so badly that first night. But as soon as the person who was playing the interviewers came on, you had to, someone to bounce off and my confidence came back. But I was so gutted because, um, We'd spent ten weeks rehe rehearsing it and all the rest of it, but it's 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 uh, it's a difficult thing, nerves, because as you say, you have to have them and you have to try and overcome them. And some of the comedians that I talk to have different methods and different ways of dealing with it. You know, do you um, go into a quiet place before you go on stage or? Um, it's difficult because suppose most of the shows that I've, uh, uh, over the last few years I've been I've been running the show, like setting it up, yeah, Mike doing all the sound check, uh, making sure the comedians are arriving on time, uh, getting seats ready. So um, there's a lot to handle. Yeah, yeah, and then and you're like, oh, and then uh, you're thinking, well, even if I'm not hosting it, I'll probably go first just to make it easier for the other comics. Yeah, just yeah, to, yeah. Yeah. Is, uh, we're hosting it so uh, um, to be honest yeah just so busy doing other stuff that don't get that nervous but um, it's good that you've got other things going on that you can that, yeah. that, so you don't have to focus on yeah. the one thing as you say um, do you have a technique for dealing with any difficult audiences yeah I mean um, I think if, if I'm hosting I'll People are generally very polite over here. You don't get too many idiots in the audience, to be honest. Most of them, the biggest problem is often people on their phones or just chatting, you know, not not intentionally heckling, but uh, I guess low-level disruption. So uh, I think just being being you know, being on top of that for the other comedians. Um, but um, if if I was doing a set and I you are heckled or something, you have to address it. You have to you yeah, have yeah. to uh, yeah. you have to, you have to uh, obviously repeat what they said. So it takes a little bit of the humour out of it. Um, I've got I've got a load of lines, but there's some of them a bit hack. Um, uh, but I've got lines, and obviously I adapt them to where I am. So uh, you know the classic. Oh, I don't go to your workplace. I don't go down to Jebel Ali docks and knock all the sailors' cocks out of your mouth. Or, <laughs> um, um, there was a one the other day as well. Um, uh, oh yeah, the secret to a good audience is like a it's like a, a good a good lesbian porno. It just takes one dick to ruin it. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, all those out if necessary, but um, yeah, like I say, generally speaking, we don't get. We've had some. We've had some. I mean, I remember once we had to remove somebody physically because he um, kept on trying to take the microphone off one of the comedians. Yeah, 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 yeah. That 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 does happen. I th I think generally now. You don't get heckles as as much as I did as you as I went when I first went. Um, yeah. The the one that comes to mind for me was uh, Ricky Grover was on stage once, the wonderful comedian, and there was a real difficult audience member that was causing bother for everybody in the audience, and he suddenly stopped in his set 
jumped down physically threw him out and when he came back onto the stage he came back onto the theme for Rocky because he was an ex-boxer <laughs> and everybody cheered him and he just went up such a level in his performance it was so it it, it, it can work to uh if to an effect but it's 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 obviously not pleasant when it happens another one if you don't mind though it was um please which is probably unique to here there was one time where um when we're back in the really dodgy venue i mentioned earlier on um the 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 owner of that bar said to me oh we've got a new comedian for you um he's really funny i was like okay yeah sounds good yeah um given the details he's i said his name's cookie i was like okay his name's cookie Okay, an unusual name. Anyway, I, I didn't realize that Cookie is a drag act. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, that's illegal here. <laughs> like, can we? Can he? Can he go on the stage? I mean, um, he identified the woman, I think, but uh, it's really difficult. So we, we allowed. We have, and she she was really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. singing and t- t- making fun of the audience but really funny and it was going really well and then somebody at the back of the room was waving at me saying like stop stop you know, wow problem he says those group those got those group of local guys over there they're saying in arabic they're going to stab him in the toilets oh <laughs> my god so we uh, literally had to be like bodyguards for the rest of the show to this poor cookie person <laughs> wow 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 um when you're on stage, how do you remember all your routines? So if you've got a solid 10 minutes, I know, I, know, I know you said you've done it time and time again. Is it all about experience or do you have pointers in your head that you can direct to the next joke or how do you do it? Um, yeah, no, um, I mean, to be honest, the way I've done it recently, because there's been no comedy in Abu Dhabi since February, 2020 literally because I'm still shut down now mm, all the gigs are Dubai, so I've literally had an hour and a half's drive and the whole way there that, that's when I practice the set so that, that you know kills kills time along the way and, brilliant uh, yeah 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 it's a bit easier but um, I guess uh, yeah kind of I don't I try not to do it from a script but it kind of notes it down in chunks so uh, I've got like yeah, the introduction but I've got a bit about teaching a bit about Lebanese people, whatever it might be. Yeah. And it's all and, um, so, you, so you've uh, got pointers, so you you can steer your way through. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like like the show I did on Thursday, I, I, I had a whole bit about COVID and a bit about teaching in the UAE. Mm. And then there were quite a few Filipinos in the audience, so I did a bit about Filipinos and yeah. brought that back Lebanese. <laughs> so I've got, can tailor it to the audience. Yeah, good, good. Um, to date, what has been your best comedy highlight? I, I presume opening the club, I would think the comedy club. Yeah, that would be. I mean, there was there's been a few really really good experiences. Like um, the, being there was a comedy festival in Dubai. We we got heavily involved in that in right. 2015. But we had lots of different shows we were involved in for that. That was really good. Um, we got this. This could be my best and my worst gig, to be honest. We got booked to do. There was an England versus Scotland Legends reunion match uh, right. in Dubai. We had like sharing of Teddy sharing of Darren Anderton, Ali McCoist. Wow. Uh, they basically had a they had a golf tournament and a, they played a very limited football match. Obviously, they're not in such good shape these days. But we were booked to uh, do do comedy 
in front of them and loads of fans. <laughs> you know, this is a good idea. And like we, we were put on the same deal as the players. Like we, we stayed in this resort. They gave us, you know, you know, everything was paid for. This is quite nice. And then the, the guy who organized it said, what I want you to do, just come on and, and just take the, don't do a normal set, just take the piss out of all the players. They'll love it. <laughs> And I remember thinking, this, this is going to be a disaster. <laughs> I think I, I, I did one joke about Darren Anderson about, about being, uh, you know, have you, have you signed the medical insurance papers or something? And I got one laugh. And then the rest of it, I got booed. All I could hear was yeah, loads of Scottish people threatening me for doing jokes about Ali McCoyst. And, <laughs> and, and um, I mean, the, the, the most bizarre thing, Ron Atkinson was there as well. And the comedian who came on after me was a black guy. <laughs> And his first thing he said, oh, hello, Ron Atkinson. Oh, no, 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 no. God So you had such a good setup with all these famous people and you thought, this is not going to work. <laughs> it, was, it was absolutely, honestly, we almost got lynched afterwards. By, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it wasn't the players who were, were upset, it was all the fans who were like, who are you people taking the piss out of these yeah, legends? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's all to do. But again, good or bad, it's all experience. You know, you must oh, yeah. you must um, have some extraordinary um, stories as you've gone along your comedy journey. Yeah. Where, because if, if you're in a live setting, you don't know what's going to happen because it's all happening within that one space. Yeah, I mean, it's another another example is uh, a show we did a couple of years ago. This this looked amazing, and again, it was an amazing setup. The hotel were like, yeah, we'll do this, we'll do that. And then the show started, it was going well. And suddenly this music blasted out. There's like a light show, <laughs> a laser <laughs> show. And I was like, what the hell's going on? And they didn't tell us every 30 minutes at the pool, there's a laser show. <laughs> so we had oh. to stop. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like, we haven't done a gig there since. I mean, no. I was like, can you not turn it off? We can't turn it off. <laughs> It, it it was all about timing to welcome the comedians on with the lasers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, let's move on to online gigs. Have you done any online gigs in lockdown? And what do you think of online gigs as opposed to live gigs? Uh, to be honest, I, I think I did one. I've organised a couple. Um, we did like a charity one for mental health. Um, but... I'll be honest, I'm not 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 a big fan. I mean, uh, I think they've got better. I've, I've watched a few; they've got better, um, but uh, no, definitely, definitely does not replace the. Yeah, no, no, no. I, to I totally agree. Um, my my view is is that uh, they're a super substitute for me personally. If if they hadn't been there, I'd have gone mad in lockdown. Just just yeah. you know, nothing to do. But when they first started off, there was no audio. So of course there I was sitting here looking at four walls, laughing away, and I thought I was going to get taken away. You had neighbours knocking on the walls and stuff. But of course then they opened up the audio, and you could see the comedians who were doing the online nights. Um, yeah. you, they could chat to the audience, the timing of the jokes. They could they could time that. But um, uh, I I really missed going to a live comedy night. Yeah. You know, you go out for a for a few beers, and then and then and then you just sit back in that room and laugh like a drain. That's mm. me personally, but again, it's all about being in the moment. You know, because you're live. <clears throat> That's uh, it's 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 an extraordinary feeling 
sitting in an audience watching either a new comedian or a professional comedian that you've been looking forward to all day doing so well you know and it's 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 the best feeling in the world for the audience it must be amazing for the act on stage um so yes uh hopefully live comedy will be back um uh very very soon i know it's starting to come back um who are your favorite comedians past and present um i guess uh i'm a big fan of of, of american stand-ups i think richard pryor carlin um seinfeld yeah uh, um i guess that before before i started watching going to watch live comedy that was always what sort of got me got me really into a comedy uh, I, like yourself, I've, I've watched so many uh, comedians over the years, but um, I always say the best one I've seen uh, in terms of material and also just dealing like crowd work, it's hard to beat Frank Skinner, to be honest. Oh, yeah, uh, I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, just well, you just come on and just for 20 minutes, just rip the audience. Um, he he just, makes it look so effortlessly easy. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I saw him before he was famous, and you could just tell straight away the presence of him on stage was extraordinary and yeah. um it's it's just this ability to be extremely quick with a gag and yeah. uh, or, or a story or a put or a put back for an audience um i once saw him i've never met him but i was there with my friend and we were walking down the road and he was walking up the other way and my friend just yelled out frank and he was terrified and he just looked at him and waved and walked off <laughs> that's my only encounter with him <laughs> but it, but it, but it was the only time that uh, he looked a bit nervy <laughs> um uh is there any others do you, do, there must be loads because because you were born you were brought up in stockport yeah in uh, the uk did did you have a lot of comedy growing up was there a lot of comedy in the in? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd say more like, um, I mean, uh, less. I mean, obviously, always like stand up, but I, I guess stuff like um, Father Ted, yeah. uh, obviously stuff like that, Blackadder. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, no, um, I was, I was, yeah, I was always, always into the American stuff, to be honest. So I, I was, yeah, um, Norm Macdonald, and if you know him as well, and uh, um, yeah, I saw Seinfeld. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I I I never saw Seinfeld, but um, uh, I did see Bill Hicks in Manchester, and he yeah, he was incredible. He yeah. came he came on at midnight, and he did an hour and a half of the most incredible, true uh, comedy I've ever I've, I've ever seen. And everybody was wide awake, and my God, what just happened? You know, it, it was just extraordinary. Um, but Seinfeld, I would love to see. I think he's highly rated um mm. uh and uh i've seen steve martin I, he he he's my favorite film comedian american mm. film comedian but um uh my my first ever gig as i say was les dawson and then it was tommy cooper in the 70s and mm. i just got the bug ever ever since mm. that i thought there's something magical here and uh just going through the 80s with the um alternative explosion i saw rick male and ben elton and frank skinner like you say and it's mm. just wonderful it's just a wonderful thing um like you say you go to a lot of comedy gigs as a member of the audience do you still mm. do that now running a comedy club 
Yeah, no, um, like I said, as I said earlier, there's this uh, laughter factory, which um, like I said, they bring over comedians like uh, the last time I went, which again would be a long time ago. There was a few, a few acts you, you would know. There's um, Tez Ilias. Yes. I think was, yeah, yeah, no, in well, yeah. Um, I can't remember who the other acts were, but uh, I, I, another time I went, I saw uh, who's that? He's. Um, Sort of a uh, cockney, bald-headed guy. Uh, looks like a racist. Uh, Jeff Innocent. Of... Yeah, Jeff Innocent. Yeah, He's yeah, coming yeah. on here. <laughs> he came over here. Um, yeah, he's funny. Uh, uh, that the uh, Jeff Norcott. I saw yeah, him here. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, the, so, so you do get a regular influx, obviously, of English comedians coming over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they 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 do a circuit. They do like most of the shows they do are in Dubai. They do one show in Abu Dhabi. Um, but again, that's, again, this is all before COVID. Um, so uh, now I wouldn't go every month, but no, we'd go. No, no. We'd have the same night. Uh, so I go to that. Um, there's uh, and, do, and in Dubai, there's a lot more. There's loads more comedians in Dubai. So sometimes I'll uh, you know uh, possibly go and watch a show there yeah, or. Yeah. We just had a comedy festival in Dubai, actually, but it was a bit watered down because of COVID. So, uh, right, uh, uh, I didn't, I didn't go to any of them. But uh, yeah, so the, the, it's possible to watch. It's obviously not the same, of course, as, as being in London or in the UK. Yeah, um, definitely miss that. Miss to be able to go and see, uh, yeah, go and see proper comedy because uh, when you like, can't you? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Um, what do you, what do you think the future is of comedy and what do you think your future is do you would you like to go into promotion or are you happy doing what you're doing or um what 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 do you think will happen yeah i mean well i think our next steps for us we've, we've been trying to organize a festival to be honest we've we've we've, we've had meetings with um the government here right uh, with um yaz island which is everyone knows now because of the yeah the, uh, the ufc events there fight yeah, island yeah. Yeah, yeah. them it's never really got off the ground with them but we, we got we got quite far with the the government for having an abu dhabi sort of comedy festival we talked about um we we, we wrote down the comedians we'd want to come over and uh we found out their prices and uh, <laughs> i can't disclose who, we, who we've invited but some big names we've we've um we've um We've spoken to some of their agents, and so it's it's got it's pro, it, it was getting really well before the pandemic came along. So yeah, we got yeah. we had agents, you know, calling us, and um, we had one comedian who um, uh, is a is a British. Um, uh, I'll give it away if I say what nationality, but uh, we, we, we we've we've basically we've got the ball rolling, and then obviously COVID's come along and stopped that. But hopefully, when things get slightly back to normal, we can still try and organise that. So that would be the. That would be excellent. And, and I, 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 for one, need a holiday. I'll be there yeah, at that yeah, festival. So, yes. You'll have to come and uh, you'll have your own show. You can do your own. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully. I don't know. <laughs> um, just before we go, and it's been an absolute joy talking to you. It's great to see you. Um, is there anything else you'd like to say? Do you have any uh, gigs coming up? Do you have any podcasts? Would you think about going into podcasts? Where can people find you on social media? Anything like that? Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, I guess uh, easiest things to follow: Yellow Laughs on Instagram, Facebook, etc. Twitter. We're all on all of those. Um, I've got a show. I'm doing a show on this Saturday uh, in Dubai at the Moven Pick uh, JLT at the 
Uh, I shouldn't know the name of the bar, but uh, it's in that hotel. That's this Saturday. Uh, but like I said, sadly, there's no comedy in Abu Dhabi. It's still, uh, we're hoping from the 1st of July, we might be allowed to uh, to get it going again. Right. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it's quite strict here. I mean, there's, you know, the, the second highest vaccination rate in the world. So uh, most people are vaccinated, but uh, they're still very cautious. Yeah. 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 Um, well, I'm sure so, it'll be back Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. No, I'm sure he'll be back soon, and I wish you all the very best. I really do. I think. I think what you're doing is wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and I look forward to watching more episodes of your uh, the podcast and the blog. You're very kind. Thank you so much for your time, John, and all the best to you. <clears throat> Cheers now. All the best. Mate. Cheers. Thank you.